Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. Summertime in Italy. <laughs> I don't know. Woo! Good morning. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I'm Jason. I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Ashley. And I don't know. I'm feeling good this morning. Good. Summertime. I feel it. I love it. It is a beautiful Sunday morning, the 7th of July, and uh, a nice early morning podcast, like usual. Yes, we tried to do, and as usual in the summer, it's horribly inconsistent. We're down to maybe one a month. (laughs) And we tried to do one the other day. We recorded it, deleted it. It was just, we were too tired. It was... There was not the energy and spark that we like to put out there. I agree, but uh, let's reset real quick. All right, uh, I've already introduced ourselves. Yes, we um, have an inn, farm, and cooking school in Italy. Uh, our business is La Tavola Marche, and uh, we like to come to you guys and tell you our little stories. What's going on? What's happening? Funny things. Uh, so sometimes some cooking, sometimes some gardening. It's a little bit of uh, chickens, chickens. Some <laughs> funny cultural differences and uh, just things that we find interesting as we get through another season. I know. Goodness gracious. Once it's on, it's on. It is on. So the season is in full swing. Summer's been kind of weird this year. It's been just like our, uh, just like spring. Summer's kind of, it's been really, really hot. And then it's been rainy and cool. And then it's been mild. So today's kind of a mild day. It's mm-hmm. it's cool out this morning. It's I'm still in shorts and t-shirts. but Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just not the, um, you know... 32 by by 11 a.m. that we've been used to oh my gosh but so it's nice you can get more done that's for sure that is for sure um but uh we have a lot to talk about how's the garden oh very well ashley thank you for asking (laughs) gardens in full swing everything's planted we did a ton of weeding this week me and the godster uh 400 tomato plants are all tied up happy (sighs) and pruned um we've been eating uh, radishes and lettuces and oh my god zucchini i was gonna say it's <laughs> if anyone has another way to use zucchini is crazy whatever uh different uh, you do zucchini bread I, I do all the the Sauteed, i do the normal the usual stuffed, suspects baked fried yeah. flours all of it this is carpaccio carpaccio zucchini yeah if you can if anyone has another zucchini recipe i'm all ears because i've been Giving it away by the uh, bag full lately. <laughs> well, you're like, would you like some zucchini? And they'll say, someone will say yes, a guest or something, and they'll give them a crate. And they're like, I just needed one. No, no, have it all. Please. Well, seriously. I talked about in the last podcast how I thought I was planting, I mislabeled my, some of the cucumbers, and they all were zucchinis. So I have a shit ton. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I bet I have 40, 45 zucchini plants. And they produce. And they produce. They're doing well. <laughs> They're huge. They're really healthy. <laughs> You've become really good in the garden. I have good teachers. The Godster helps a lot. And, Carolyn. Uh, Carolyn. And um, I couldn't. And, you know. Well, everyone offers their two cents, too. But you do a really good job. I've learned. Hey, I've learned. I've really learned a lot in, in these last five years. I feel like I kind of get it. And, um, 
it's fun. It's really incredible to, I say it every time, to just plant a seed and then you get, you know, three months later, it's a plant that's making food. But it's cool to watch, like, in the cooking classes, you guys go down there and it turns to, like, veg sex, like, about which is the male and female plant in these, like, you know, high school science class. And it's pretty cool. I have fun. I like it. It's my hobby. I'll always, I'll always have a garden. I know. Even if we don't have a garden this big, I will always have a garden every summer. It's important. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks good. Like you clean up all the rows and oh my gosh, so much work though. There's always, I mean, there's always something to do, but yeah, it looks good right now. I mean, give it, you know, two weeks and the, all the weeds will come back and we might, might not be looking so good. But well, right and now, the pumpkins. Pumpkins are sprouting. Everything's doing well. Everything's sweet. Everything's in. Everything's what about the melons? Clean. Melons are in. Melons are sprouting. I know they're in, but how oh, are they that you Oh, don't even look to those till the end of August. That's what I thought. You know that's when they always come. I know. The chickens have been extra good this year. I don't know what it is if we trained them well, but we let them out in the afternoons and they don't seem to try to nest in all the plants and the pots like before and kick out all the dirt, which is really good. So they just run around for a couple hours and uh, they come back really well at about 7.30. I cling the bucket 7.30, quarter to 8 and everyone comes home like they should. And I don't know. I think they're doing really well. Yeah, I'm happy with this year's chickens. Producing eggs, we get between 12 and 15 every day out of 20 hens, which is about right. And uh, I don't know. Things are just humming along. It's like... We have the chicken whisperer. We do. We, do. Oh, we have a family from Slovenia. So um, we have a family right now from <laughs> Slovenia because one person in their family married a, an Italian guy who's from... Piobico. Piobico. And they had wanted to bring their the Slovenian side of the family to Italy for the summer to show them, you know, Italy. And they all drove down, and no one there's uh, no one speaks English or Italian from that side. But <laughs> we kind of work it out, and they have a little boy who's super cute, and he, he follows me as around. Care. He doesn't even care. He wa- he we have conversations like <laughs> all the time. Like we are just. <laughs> talking the day away <laughs> and neither i have no idea what he's saying i do a lot of hand gestures i do a lot of thumbs up yeah he <laughs> gives me high okay. fives but yesterday we did the pool together and he's gonna come and get the eggs with us uh, it's fun it is and the grandpa was like the chicken whisperer last oh, yeah. night he got down on his knee and talked to one of the black chickens and she hopped right up on his knee like like it was a parrot, like hopping on your finger. It was totally cool. He he got down, had a little something in her hand, and just talked to her really sweet. And she, you know, does her stupid chicken look where she looks at you sideways, and <laughs> and then she just hopped right up. It was crazy. It was. It was like, oh my god, he's like holding her. What just happened? And he was trying to teach the grandson, and he the little kid was four, and teaching him how to be gentle and touch the hen and. It was one of the black ones. The Marchigiani hens are much more tranquil. Uh, yeah, it seems like the there's three hens that are a little bit bigger that seem to be in charge of everyone, including the rooster. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny, but it's great. Things are humming along here at the uh, at the farm, and um, summer's summer's going well. The road. It, oh my god, this is a funny uh. story. <laughs> So I was in town the other day and I got stopped by one of her neighbors who said the road is horrible. I go, I know, I drive it every day. They said it's it's terrible. The dust, the holes, everything. Um, we need to have a meeting about to what to do about it. Great. We'll do it here. Great. Let's do it. 
Um, we need to go into the Comune and either tell them, throw down the, and this is in Italian, so it's, uh, throw, you know, kind of like, um, um, put it on the line and either say we can be buoni buoni or cattivi. So we can either be really good or we can be, uh, we can be bad. It's, we can be naughty. We can be (laughs) naughty. It's up to you guys. (laughs) Which I thought was hysterical. Bonnie Bonnie? Bonnie Bonnie or Cotivi Cotivi. I love it. <laughs> so what are you going to be? I'm going to be the person who invites everyone over and feeds them while they figure out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I don't want to get involved. We're I still know, foreigners. Like, I know. As much as we... And they'll be like the Americans said. <laughs> yeah. As much as we're in... Tra- we really feel like we're part of the community and all that. I stay out of politics and I stay out of... Stuff like this. No ruffling feathers. So I'm more than happy to facilitate their uprising <laughs> by offering wine and pizza and a place to hang out and figure out what to do. But I don't want to be the one to take the charge. I think that no. should be someone else. Oh, speaking of taking the charge, you were semi-invited uh, to... How does one become semi-invited? Well, it was the conversation with Claudia that there's the... <laughs> the steak eating contest or whatever in Piovico this summer. And they, she was like, Jason should join. I'm just fat enough to uh-huh. uh, eat steak. Like a, I think they're looking at you like... No, that's the American stereotype. I, I don't want to be the big fat American who just goes and shoves a bunch of meat in his mouth. And... Yeah, but it could be fun. No, Why not no, no. play the role? No, do it. No, do no. it. The you old know, 96er. I think you brought this bow, up. Bow. I think you brought this up <laughs> to me in the podcast and, uh, because you... Trying to put me on the spot, but I'm oh, still not going yeah. to do it. Bow, bow. I told her I would do it if it was a pieing contest where you couldn't use your hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, this time of year starts all the festivals. So um, the festival, here's the funny thing. Oh, my we, God. We fun- were just plugging Mar- in Marque and Festa, too. We were just plugging Marque <laughs> in Festa, which is a good site. However, the information on that site is not always accurate <laughs> friday night everyone we just had we ended up having the night off because everyone it was a nice night and everyone went out to different out to eat or different festivals or whatever everyone took off and um we thought we'd go to a festival as well so we went into uh, the site we talked about for like 15 minutes Marque and festa and um found something to do sent another couple to a different festival sent another one all of three of us struck out. Spades. Go ahead and explain. <laughs> well, we like cleaned the camera, and uh, which we didn't even use, <laughs> and checked out the map. And we thought, all right, well, we're going to go. There's a couple festivals going on, and there's a bunch in Senegalia and Fano. We wanted to do a different area just because we're always, if we go out, go to the coast. So we thought, well, worst case scenario, we'll end up on the coast, but we can kind of take this long drive from kind of Fossombrone south, if you will, through the hills uh, between um, kind of the mountains and the sea. Monte, uh, Monte Near Monte Maggiore. And then follow that all the way down to Senegalia. Exactly. And um, <laughs> none of the festivals were really going on, or if they were, it was kind of half-assed, maybe because it was a Friday. But like, uh, well, the big thing in Senegalia ended up being um, five-year-old little girls doing inappropriate dances to hip-hop music. Oh my gosh, I know. Jason was like, "Don't leave me out here to watch this. I look so." I weird. feel inappropriate. They were they were like doing their walkthrough practice thing in the main piazza on a stage and Ashley was doing, I don't know. You, oh, you were in the information office. Tourism getting, office. Yeah. Brochures and stuff. And I'm just like walking around and after I look up, it's like, 
It's just all these little girls dancing. I, this is I, I need. I'm out of here. I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm sure it's because we were like three hours early for the music or whatever. Yeah, it was like me in a piazza watching little girls dance <laughs> by myself. <laughs> You're like, let's get out of here. But we had the best freaking popsicles ever. Oh yes, we. Um, there's a gelat. Uh, we. Okay, Maki, number one. Yeah. Infano, definitely. But there's this place. I don't even know the name of it. It's in the main... Choco something. <laughs> it's in the main piazza in Senegalia. And they have all these, like... Um, pops- like main piazza of the port. Yeah, where this, like, amphitheater is. Yeah. Um, you can't miss it. It's huge. Anyway. Uh, great, like, real fruit popsicles. All Just, like, taking um, raspberries and grinding them up and making them into a popsicle. It was delicious. Oh, my gosh. It was hot out. It was really hot out. Did you have tangerine? Um, I had strawberry. It was whatever. Yeah, I had tangerine. I think it like brought me. Oh, I mandarin chino. Oh yeah, I I felt like a kid. You know, it was like oh man. I know Ashley's always the one. She was talking up. They also make this thing where they take a brioche and they uh, a brioche bun and fill it with ice cream and then you eat it like an animal. Ashley was talking that one up. Before we got there. However, then I saw quickly changed my mind to an ice cream sandwich because they had awesome looking ice cream sandwiches and miniature, uh, like the little cones. The mini cones. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh God, that looks good too. And then Jason went straight for the, the, the fruit and it was like, you're right. We're at the sea. It's hot. This is, this is going to be much more refreshing. But we digress. Anyway, after all is said and done, we ended up at the same place we always end up when we go out to eat on a summer night when we have it free. Fano. Fano, uh, Sassonia well, Beach. We were looking. Fano had a bunch of stuff up on the, the reader board for festivities. And it was like they It was had ribs and rock. Ribs and rock. And we were like, all right, ribs and rock. This could be hysterical or awesome. But we should check it out. And there, it kept saying happy days. Happy days with the music and all of this. And it was like, all right, it's going to be popping. And we went through the city. And there was no cars or people. It seemed really quiet for a Friday night. Sorry to cut you off. I found out why. Why? It's the Note Rosa. Oh. So every, I guess this weekend they have the uh, And like Riccione? Riccione, Rimini. So along the uh, Italian Riviera, we're such dorks. We don't even, we're so, totally? we're so hip. We don't even know it. That's why there was nothing That's really going on. That's why there's nothing going on. Um, I found this out at the grocery store yesterday. Because <laughs> they're like, what did you do last night? I'm like, oh, we ended up in Fano. They're like, why didn't you go to the Note Rosa? Rosa. Rosa. And I'm like, oh, that's going <laughs> Pink anyway, nights, it's like a pink six nights. or it's, eleven mile. Yeah, like uh, along the Adriatic Riviera, so it's like Rimini, Riccione, Catolica is this long beach, and it's where all the all the twenty somethings go, and it's where all the clubs uh, are. Uh, you can dunching dunching yep. all night long, uh, uh. and uh, get all dressed up. They have these pink. They, uh, uh, the beginning of August or the beginning of July every year, they have pink nights, which is a week this weekend, I guess, and it stuff's going on all night long. Um, you know, festivals, like all parties. Week, uh, it's all it's a four day weekend. Oh, okay. So I think it starts Thursday and ends Sunday, and um, that's where everyone goes. And um, not us, not we us. Looked, we went to rib, look for ribs and rock or rock and ribs, which was a guy on a Casio keyboard. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> but 
we found our friends who have the boat. They have a restaurant that they started in Fano in um, a grotto down in the caves underground. It was really cool. It was a little humid. So we decided to eat it Yankee Janky instead, which was awesome. Which is all outdoor seating right on the beach, which is nice. If you want to go to a place where it's decent, like um, mussels and clams and uh, a decent plate of pasta. Ooh, and the chiclista. Yeah, yeah, they have, and they have um, this flatbread with rosemary and olive oil. Not bad. Yeah, not a bad place. You know, it's not five star, but it's not. Uh, no, but you eat like a freaking pig, and it's cheap. You drink a ton of wine, and it's cheap. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, uh, what else is going on? What else is going on? We could talk about some of the cooking classes you've had recently. Uh, yeah. Actually, yesterday we did a sausage class. We had a um, ret- couple of returning guests, and they wanted to do another cooking class. And it's like, well, it's just it's just you, you two guys. Let's do something fun. So I got a pork shoulder um, and a little bit of pancetta, and we made eight kilos of sausages and um, grilled them and then grilled them up and – Made some antipasti with them. It was fun. It was a different... It was a change. It was. It was great. They had a really good time. They've taken cooking classes all... Oh, that was the rooster. Sorry. Um, They've taken cooking classes all over Europe. And um, so we... I think this was something different. It was really cool. It was a good time. Yeah. um, They got totally into it. And they've taken the pasta class, which reminds me of the pasta class. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. Yes. So... in your pasta class, why is it that you teach to use the rolling machine versus the rolling pin? Um, very good question. Thank you, Ashley. I will include my an- the question into my answer. The reason I use the rolling machine <laughs> in- instead of the rolling pin is that I find that it is uh, easier to teach that. And um, guests, while this is a cooking school, are on vacation, and it's a more. Of, I want them to have fun, and be, I want it to be a positive experience. The first couple of years, I taught with the pin. I learned with the pin. Um, it's, the pin's exhausting. It's ex- it's just very. It's just a lot more difficult to get or to 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 acquire that skill or master in in a three hour four hour class. When you're still making sauces as well. Well, we're making sauces and filling raviolis, and um, the pin is. It's not something that's easy to pick up. I found that people at the end of the class were a little frustrated and a little worn out. And um, uh, I'm proclaiming I'll never do this again. Yeah. <laughs> I want people to say, wow, I can't wait to get home and make pasta instead of, wow, I'll never do that again. Um, So it's a bit controversial. Like I know when we first moved and we were looking at other cooking schools and things and seeing people's photos of pasta classes using the machine, we thought that was – I mean we were haters. We thought – that's a cop-out. You've got to use the pin and do it by hand to really teach people the right way to do it. But by trial, we've learned that exactly. If you want people to go home and do it again, the machine is a lot more uh, conducive. It's a lot more... Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. The traditional way is with the pin. That's the way pasta is, is rolled out by the... Um, by the people who are really the pasta purists, and the and I agree. Um, however, in reality and practicality, the machine produces a. And when I say machine, it's the little hand cranky roller atlas pasta machiney. I'm not talking about like some big weird 
stainless steel contraption. Oh yeah, like that, that you'd see in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. In no, a no, 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 no. This is just a little. It's got. It's a stainless steel machine. It's got two little rollers that are adjustable and fit in with. Uh, Most thickness. people have them in their kitchen, put in the back shelf. Surprising. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised how many people take my class and are like, "Yeah, I've got one of those in my in my cupboard." And never use it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it does. It makes a wonderful piece of pasta. How it, much are they? Fifty bucks, okay. more or less. Um, fifty euro, fifty dollars, fifty pounds. Wherever you are, it's usually around that. Um, there's several different people or people companies who make them. I like the Atlas one. It's a good brand. Um, they're really easy to maintain. They'll last you a lifetime. It's if you use it three times a year, it's paid for itself. Um, but when you use this machine, it's just really easy to teach. It's really easy to use. It, it produces a, a very, um, even result every single time. Most important part of the whole pasta making is getting the dough correct more than rolling it out. I mean, if you, tr- if you try to roll out dough, that's too soft or too hard, it's not going to matter anyway, whether you do it with a pin or a machine. So, well, and with the pin, isn't it obvi- obviously it's a lot harder to roll. Uh, well, people, um, it's just much more labor- labor intensive. It's not how hard you push or, um, how it's how, or it's the technique you use just like a golf swing. It's not how hard you swing. It's the technique. And also when you, um, tend to, when I found the students, when they tend to roll it out by hand, it's wavy. Um, the dough's not even, so it'll be, uh, either thick in the middle and really thin at the edges because they're pushing too hard or it'll have waves in it. And when you're making the ravioli, if you have a wave in your dough, meaning it's thicker on one end and thinner on the other or like in a wave, wavy um, uh, pattern, uh, one half of your ravioli will be raw and the other half will be overcooked. So the machine makes an even piece of dough and it's – if when you guys when everyone opens up their Michelin star restaurant, you can you can roll out all your pasta by hand. But when you come out here, I want you guys. I want people to have fun. I want to strike a balance between learning something and enjoying yourself. And coming out of a cooking class um, dejected and kind of frustrated is not something that I want. And exhausted. We're talking. These are hot days in the summer too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's. There's a difference. So you so you have to make a compromise, and and you have to weigh the option. Is the is teaching it with the machine worth the sacrifice of not being a purist? And I think it is. So that's just my opinion. Well, and the proof's in the pudding in the sense of guests do go home and make it. They do. They go. They do go home and make it, and it comes out every. I have not knock on wood had a class where. It was a disaster. It just didn't come out. Someone just couldn't get it. I mean, it's really... And like I always joke, we're not building bridges and sending people to the moon. We're making pasta. It's really easy. It's just something that you can pick up really quite simply. And I can show you once. And people are really off and running. And they do. You can crank it out. So explain the rest of your pasta class. So it Um, starts with you just come in and there's eggs and flour. So we come in and in front of you is usually 300 grams or three cups of flour and three eggs. And we talk about the differences between the egg pasta dough and the semolina pasta dough. We'll make the dough. We'll let it rest. We'll make um, usually two different – we may usually make a cut pasta and a filled pasta, meaning like a tagliatelle. And once you learn how to make tagliatelle, you can make any cut pasta. It doesn't matter. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Peachy, oh no, I'm sorry, spaghetti, pappardelle, tagliatelle. It's just the thickness and the width that you cut it. Um, and then we do a, a filled pasta. We do ravioli. And once you learn how to do a filled pasta, the idea and the technique behind it is really the same, whether it's capoletti, ravioli, agnolotti, tortellini. Um, tortellini. I mean, it's just it's a shape, different shape and a different fold. That's it. 
Um, and then, um, and then we uh, come make the go down to the garden, get what we need for our filling for our ravioli and our whatever sauce we're going to make. It depends on what's going on. Sometimes we'll make a matriciana. Sometimes we'll make a mm, zucchini and zucchini that. flowers with spaghetti with spaghetti. Um, sometimes we'll make porcini. You know, it depends porcini and with um, with um, tagliatelle. Oh. I mean, it depends on. <laughs> What type of time of year we're, we're around, and come back up. We ro- then roll out the pot, uh, ta- roll out the cut pasta first because that has to dry. Then we roll the filled pasta. Uh, we fill it with whatever filling we made. We dry it flat. We dry our pasta flat, yeah, and then cut it instead of cutting it and then drying it. I don't understand why, why it's why I see that on TV. Yeah, in those photos, I don't get those. Well, here's what trees. I understand: if you if you hang your pasta over something, doesn't it stretch it out where it's where it's being hung? Gravity stretch it out right there. I don't understand why you would not lay your pasta flat and then cut and then dry it like that and then cut it and you're done. Yeah. If you cut it while it's wet and then hang it, it's going to it's going to get thin wherever it's being being. I know. I have over. no idea. It makes really cool pictures. It looks like a really oh, cool photo. Oh yeah, the photo. pictures look gorgeous. But I'm like, what? I don't understand. Maybe it's a different. Maybe it's a different thing. Who knows? If anyone knows why they do that, please email us. That'd be interesting to mm-hmm. know. Um, I tried to ask some of our Italian neighbors, and no one does it like that. So they all look at me <laughs> like I have three heads. It's really they think awesome. We're saying when, like the wrong thing. They just figure you're speaking wrong. You can always <laughs> tell when when you're either not saying it correctly or they don't understand you because people's eyes get real slit. Like they kind of scrunch up their face and their eyes get squinty. No, no, capito. And they go, huh? Anytime you. Ask ask anyone around here a question about something that's really not done around here, but from another region or another place or another, they have no one really has good answers. No, at all. <laughs> I have a little book that explains different different traditions and different um, um, uh, plates and different things like uh, uh, different dishes from other regions. That's a, such a cool book. We should bring that in sometime and. But- when we're doing a podcast and read some of the stuff. That's true. We should. And you, they're out there. There's also, uh, we've also mentioned about the Merling Menu Master, which I is I think a, you just like saying I it. love that <laughs> name. It's a little book that uh, uh, translates is, menus. It's in, a pocketbook. It, it's a pocketbook. It fit, it's tiny. And it, I think they have it for Germany, Italy, France. Spain, probably. Spain, probably. And it, um, it breaks it up by courses. And it, uh, it's a little menu book, menu translator. It's awesome. And it always – well, it, a lot of times has like the tidbits too of like this is from this area or little regional things. Not so much as this other book we're talking about. But it's great. It's – oh, my gosh. If you're going priceless. to – yeah, if you're going to a European country and you like to eat, it's worth the 15 whatever yeah. – Dollars, pounds. Because otherwise you're sitting – we'll sit in like Bavaria somewhere and it's like, what the hell is that? And Ashley loves to crane her neck and watch as stuff comes out of the kitchen and goes to other tables. I don't go – oh, I, I don't go to the table, but I do like to watch. And I'm like, what Yeah, you that? crane your neck. Yeah, you're a lot of shoulder turning, a lot of head head turning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mama like <laughs> uh, So it's good. It's good to have. Uh, it's really good to have. What else is going on? Oh, oh, here's one. Here's a good little culture thing, a little uh, dealing with the Italian government that we have to do here coming oh, up. Oh, shit. So <laughs> at the end of this year and at the beginning of next year, my driver's license expires and our 
permesi di sojourn, our, our visas or our green cards basically have to be renewed. And this is the last one we get before we apply for our citizenship in Italy. So it's this one's good for five years. No, uh, I thought, is it five? I thought we can get our citizenship in three more years. Oh, because remember, we had to get the one one year permesso oh, extra yeah, yeah. because we screwed up and turned in everything late. Yeah. So this one should be good for the five years, but we only need it for three technically. So we're going to begin the process of renewing this thing, which is it's going to be. A I think nightmare. we have to take language lessons, or we have to take a language test. Yeah, maybe that's what it which is. Which shouldn't be a problem, but um, no, but it just is one of those freak out things where you're I like, know. oh my god, and the same. <laughs> book of documents that we've given them every single time we've applied for our renewal of of the permeso. So now we're and a go- handful of photos. And and yes, and you need the and you need um like passport six photos. Passport photos. Here's the weirdest thing. And they thing. only take four of them. You like need, it's no, you, all need, weird. you need four passport photos. He takes it from you. They only use one and then throw the other three in a pile with a bunch of other people's passport photos. It is so weird. And then I said, Can I have the other three back? Because I'm gonna be doing this again in you know what I'm gonna need a passport photo again. And he goes, No. But you have to bring like four. But you have so to bring weird. four. But it's not like they're using four. He uses one and then throws them in a pile with a bunch of other people. So why, if you're going to use them again, wouldn't wouldn't like uh, you think people would put don't a think. paper clip don't on them so you're, they're all together? I don't know. How about the guy at the air? How about the guy at the airport who was not not even scanning the tickets, just ripping oh my the? God. <laughs> That was awesome. Story? I don't know. That was at in Ancona. So we were at the Ancona airport a few weeks ago. Uh, we'll, we have to come back to our to this. Don't let me forget. Well, but now for like the cheap, cheapo airlines, the little Ryanairs, you just print out your ticket. The guy was just ripping the bottom part portion of the ticket with the barcode that he's supposed to scan to know it's not a fake ticket, but not scanning it, just making a big, huge pile. Well, there's 200 people on this plane. Once he grips everyone's tickets, then he starts scanning them. God forbid, what happens if there was a person who gave a fake ticket and now it comes up red instead of the green when he's sitting there scanning all of them? He has no idea who it is. Why wouldn't you scan them as you take them? He was doing it a different way. I thought it was hysterical. I'm like, <laughs> God forbid one of these stupid tickets comes up red. You were watching the machine. I think you were almost hoping for it. Oh, no way. I wanted <laughs> I to get out I of there. I wanted to get out like... of there, too. There was no plane, first of all. No. Anyway, uh, go, going back. Um, doing the Getting our carta soggiorno, or our, this is the permanent card before we get our citizenship and our passport in Italy. Well, I just just imagine the paperwork and the amount of trips to different offices this is going to take. I know. We'll have to go meet with that woman. I'm so scared this summer, for this. Just to every like... year we have to make, or not every year, but every time this card, uh, the per- permesso, the permission to stay card was due to be renewed, you make a package of your it, all your documents. You're always missing something. Always we miss something that is not on the list of things <laughs> they ask for. Or it's like they want your taxes but it's before you have to have your taxes due so so it's just a provisional outlook signed by your accountant and it's like which what? is fine i understand I they but want it's still like that's some it's i don't know my beef is not with the fact that they want our proof that we paid our taxes and that we are paying into the uh, all the things we need to pay my thing is why do we have to send the same forms that hasn't changed our fingerprint form, <laughs> our birth certificates, our marriage license, our 
um, the document that says that we're residents of Sant'Angelo and Vado. All these four, I can name 20 of them. And that we're a family in the house. And that we're a family in the house. All of, I can name 20 different forms that have not changed and don't change. That, why don't we just fill out one form asking us what has changed? <laughs> and then we can attach that form because they've gotten it five times. I just wonder how big are their file folders. They must have huge file folders because we send them 100 pages every couple of years. Each person has a box in oh my storage God. locker. There must be an airplane hanger with, with boxes of papers that no one will ever look at. So um, I'm not looking forward to doing that. But we have to start on that now. <sighs> It is going to be a ton of We're work. in month seven. And now. the driver's license, that's going to be horrible. So technically, I shouldn't be admitting this? No, don't be admitting anything. Okay. Anyway, my American driver's <laughs> license, which should be in Italian by now because we've lived here six years, is finally expiring. I can get away with it because I show them my, Italian dri- or my American driver's license and my American passport and... It's usually been pretty cool. Well, and any police out here we know. So well, police in the area I know. And if I've gotten stopped on um, out, outside Italy, usually we're in a rental car. We don't really drive our mm-hmm. car in on like big, long, long road trips. So it's been fine. Um, but now my New York driver's license is set to expire at the end of the – at the beginning of next year. So I have to take – we both do actually – we, you should just do it. I know. We have to take the whole driver's ed program. It does not. Tra- it's not like we could just go down, take a test in Italy, in Italian, and take the driving course test and prove that we know how to drive. No, 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 no. We have to take the entire course. Like with we have to find. No, here's what we have to do. We have to find a course that's a little more shady. Find it or an instructor that will do a prova. Will do a test drive with us. And if he thinks that we're sufficient, he'll sign off and we don't have to do like the well, driving side. I've of it. already, well, good, because I've already taken the, um, the lifeguarding to school, which lasted forever and was a freaking casino. It was a joke. And it you just, still don't have. And I still don't have my certificate that proves I did it. And it cost a fortune. So it's like it was for nothing. <laughs> oh my god it was for don't even start with me it was for nothing but anyway i can only imagine what driving school classroom driving school and then, oh and then how many hours with the stupid instructor you need i don't want to i see him all gonna the time be like, it's gonna be you and me and a bunch of like 16 year olds i don't want to drive around <laughs> or Ur- 18 year olds. i don't want to drive around urbania in the little panda with, with all the, the kids in the back with the with the school school guida on the <sighs> back i don't want to do that i don't have time for you like that. to make fun of those kids <laughs> i don't make fun of those kids i'm actually very nice i don't pass them when i see them because i know they're nervous uh-huh. I, I i'm very nice but i don't have time to do that i'd rather just solve this problem by paying someone off yes that sounds good is this is this possible i don't know well we'll try we won't update you if we actually do pay someone <laughs> If you find if we discuss that we're taking when we're that we're enrolled in class, the the payoff didn't work. Yes, or <laughs> if we mention six months from now, I got my Italian driver's license. Then, then it did. It did. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. So somehow we'll be or not <laughs> between now and the end of the year, we have to get that done, and it has to start sooner rather than later. Because you know, August we have to put the start the process now because August nothing gets done, and then once September rolls around. We still have a bunch of stuff going on, and we won't have time to get in these people's ears. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, 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 ay. Um, let's see. Oh, 
I know what I was going to ask. We wanted we want to ask our listeners. What do you think? We want to do a Kickstarter program for a tractor. Yes, we have talked. Our friends Carl and G did, did a tr- Kickstarter. They took a tour through. Uh, they took. We were going to do a documentary and make a tour through. Um, Seeing how pigs are raised in farms America, in farms in the Northeast primarily, how they raise pigs because they're pig farmers here in Italy. And, uh, and they had never been to America. No. And they made a little video and got a really great Kickstarter. Um, for those of you who don't know what Kickstarter is, it's like this crowd um, crowdsourcing or crowd um, funding site where you go on and make a little short video or write a letter or something saying, this is what we want to do and this is how much we need and we'd love your donations or pledges. And uh, people can pledge. For, and usually there's things that you can – so pledge $50, you get a blah, blah, blah. And pledge $200 and you get a whatever, whatever. T-shirt. T-shirt. Usually it's something to go along with – what the people did. So they were go, they're pig farmers. So they make prosciuttos and salamis and all these other products that are natural products. So obviously a lot of their things had to do with sending people those type of products or coming out to the farm or, um, staying with Carl and Gigi and that kind of thing. So, um, I, I think we should do that for a tractor. I need, I know. we need a tractor, but You're right. the return on inv- the, the, Man, I don't know. We we can't just throw down and buy a tractor. A tractor costs twice as much as a car here. I mean, in general, for all the, the equipment that goes with it and all the things that we need for it and But a tractor truck isn't going to cut the grass, will it? Oh, absolutely. It's stupid to get a, riding lawn, a new riding lawnmower because ours is falling apart. Because the riding lawnmower, which is not cheap either, I know. only cuts grass. Husqvarna. Oh, that's a that's chainsaws. But they have. Mowers. Oh yeah, I guess they do do riding lawnmowers too. Yeah, yeah. I know my I know my mowers. <laughs> You're very good. I'm sorry, um, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna do a kick. I want to do a Kickstarter thing for a tractor. All right, what do you we think? will. We'll do it. I don't have time right now. <laughs> no, I know you don't have time, but you can start making an idea of what you want to do for your little Kickstarter video. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna do it. Tractor, here we come. I need a tractor. Toot toot. Toot, toot. <laughs> uh, goings on this week. Next weekend is um, the Rally of San Marino. Really cool where all the rally cars That's come awesome. and turn the hills of Piobico and Sant'Angelo into the sound of horsepower. <laughs> I love it. It is so much fun. In Sant'Angelo, in Valdo, um, is it, would you call that near the centro, like the industrial zone? Yeah, just outside of the city center. Yeah, just they make out they make the pits there this year. Yeah, and that is the spot to be in the morning. Go early and watch them get their cars ready from the night before, and they only have like twenty minutes. It de- I, it's weird. It depends on how how much time they have to fix their cars. It must but be point based or something. Y- I, I have no idea. But it's if you're anywhere within an hour, a couple hours of Sant'Angelo next weekend. Um, Go to um, rallydesanmarino.com and check out uh, check out the course, and it's it's really fun. It's I'm not I'm not really super into motorsports or really follow them, but to go and go to the pits in the morning and then go hike up into the hills and watch them go ridiculously fast on these well, what you can barely call a road. It's like incredibly. Uh thrilling to be there and hear that the sounds of the horsepower and the wheels spinning and the gravel flying and how close you can get oh my to God, everything it's crazy and we'll be walking these back trails um or along the road before the race to get into position and you'll think you're out in the middle of nowhere and you'll stumble upon a family of five that have already picked that corner and you're like 
whoa, what the hell are you doing here? We ran into Pierangelo last year. Out in the so middle weird. of nowhere, out in the middle of the hills. But it is so much fun. And normally they come through our back road um, to get back to the pits. But this year the route is more to the north. And we're not going to be able to do it this year. But it is so – it is really fun. Even if you're not a car person, go and uh, just – it's a, it's a really, great day. It, it it's is. A fun and day. You get to see this really sliver of Italian life, you know, the people who go out. Oh, yeah. There's and, hardcore fans. There are hardcore people. Well, and speaking of Italian um, motorsports, we were just watching that documentary on Valentino Rossi. Yes, we were. And I just didn't know anything about him. I had no idea the guy was a freaking kid. Va- Valentino Rossi drives the four, uh, always drives the 46, 46. for MotoGP, which is super fast motorcycles. And we'd always see 46 all over the place, and we really never knew what it was. And, and, and we'd always hear, oh, Valentino Rossi. Or people would say, oh, do you like Valentino Rossi? And I would go, oh, yes, see, of course. Like, I had no idea. I just figured, well, they love him. I'll say I do. Well, he is a <laughs> phenom MotoGP rider from the time. I mean, he's been riding motorcycles forever, and he's he's won more championships than only than almost everyone else. Yeah, and we saw a documentary on him, and they the Italians are like they go crazy. He is like the equivalent of Beckham. He's like the Beckham Beckham or the Senna for Brazil, like. And I just had no idea this kid was so young. Like, I think of the race cars where they're older. Like, I'm thinking Jeff Gordon and something like that, where these guys are 30s, 40s or something like that. This kid is still in his 20s right now. And he's, No, he's in his 30s now. He's in his 30s now? Yeah. That, I think that, that documentary was a few years ago. Oh. Uh, well, he has been racing and winning since he was like 11 or 12. It was just... Something like that. It was crazy. And just this tiny little kid. I don't know. And those bikes are really scary. It's the, it's the motorcycles where they shit. lean all the way over and their knees almost touch the ground and they look like they're going to fall off going around the corners. And sometimes they do. And sometimes <laughs> they do. Um, but really interesting. It's it's um, it's called Faster or Fastest. Yeah, I've known in, unlike America where everyone basically follows the big four sports, basketball, baseball, football, hockey. Here, there's a lot of other smaller sports that a lot of people follow. Um, not being like Formula One in Europe is huge. MotoGP in Europe is huge. But there's a lot men's volleyball and women's volleyball is big. Um, cycling like um different not even uh, uh road cycling like tour de france but like um different cycling sports where they go in the circle they go on the track you know that one yeah and then the off-road cycling or the motocross you mean the uh like uh mountain bike cycling yeah, yeah they're into that too they're into karting a lot here mm-hmm. um what others in the mini motorcycles yeah, the mini motorcycles as well. Um, what was that sport? I think we talked about it once before, and then we finally saw something that we about it, but I can't remember the name. It's like polo but on, on bicycles. bicycles. Yeah, I don't know. We saw them playing. We saw they had in <laughs> Fano one time. Another time when we had the a, a night off and we went to Fano for dinner, they had this ba- polo or hockey. Yeah, polo on bicycles. You had a like almost like a hockey stick with a round ball, but everyone was on these bicycles and it was done on a big court. And there was goals at either either end, and a, there was a goalie. And it was awesome. It was there so was guys cool. crunching into each other on bikes. It was great. It was totally cool. We were like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, but like, um, 
all these all these people were crowded around a uh, TV watching a pool tournament yesterday when we were at one of the bars. So a lot of more everyone uh, more splintered, a little bit more splintered. I mean, there's basketball here too, um, but um, I just find that there's people are into a lot of more more um, diverse diverse sports than just the big four, which they don't even have baseball here or hockey really. That's true. Oh, they had hockey in Germany. Oh, you're talking just about Italy. Italy. I, I mean, I'm sure up north there's probably hockey teams, but have you ever seen anything for a hockey team, like even an amateur hockey team? Tell me, where's where can you find an ice skating rink? You can't. No, <laughs> not around here. No. I don't even know one on this side of the coast. I'm sure there's one, but... Listen, if this was a real podcast, we would be on the computer looking it up right now, but, but I, don't, we're not. I don't care that much. Here we go. I want to give a shout out to Stuart in Honolulu and say thanks for listening and spreading the word. I, we just think it's absolutely awesome. So uh, thank you out to the listeners all the way in Hawaii. I can't Hawaii. believe there's people listening in Hawaii. Mahalo. Mahalo to you too. <laughs> all right. I think it's time to bring it home. What do you have going on today, Miss Ashley? We have guests arriving, book arriving. And I've got to clean the chicken coop, which is always a pleasure. Um, For, Sundays are do all the things. Since the kitchen's closed on Sundays, it's do all the things that we don't have time to do during the week. Yep, so it's I've got to do flower the fertilizing. Yep, that's what I was just going to say next. Cleaning a chicken coop. I'm going to ride a lawnmower and push a lawnmower around today. I'm going. I got to go down on water. I mowed the front and the side. Yeah. We had rain and it's sunny. It's needs it again it's like it's like spring now because it's rains and the sun so every three four days you have to cut the lawn because it gets it just you have to mm-hmm. uh so what else um oh i need to sharpen knives i was very embarrassed yesterday in one of my in my cooking class because i we go to cut onions and freaking knives were dull i even ran them through the the um honing steel a couple times before which i what about do. the i know that's what i have to do i have to get the water stone out but so I have that kind of stuff to do today. Very, very. I don't know. I woke up today. I'm ready to go. I feel Feeling good. I feel summer, like a, summer, summer, summer time. I feel like a hundred euro. You feel like a hundred euro. Hot damn. Give me some change, baby. <laughs> All right. Bring us home. Um, thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, uh, latvolamarque.com, our blog, latvolamarque.blogspot.com, our recipe box, latvolamarquerecipebox.blogspot.com, on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, uh, Vimeo, YouTube, all the places for social media at La Tavola Marque, and it's spelled L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. All right. Very good. Well, you can email us. <laughs> you can email us at info at com, and if you can't get a hold of us with all that information, I don't think that it's... It's meant to be. It's meant to be <laughs> at all. Very good. Very. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful thank Sunday, you. wonderful day, and um, we'll talk to you the next time. Alla right. prossima. Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? 
At Sentieri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.